All right, man. So start the people off letting them know your name and your game attack. All right. So my name is Mikhail Chambers, and I go by Mick Jump. That is Mick Jump. Not to be confused with Mike Jump. That, that person does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I always get your name wrong. I don't know how many times Panther has corrected me. He's like, no, it's not MYK. It's Mick Jump. It's Mick. I was like, that ain't Mick. It's MYK. It's got to be MYK. Man. It's just they got no periods in there. I was like, I was like that looks weird. It's, it's, it's MYK Jump. I was like, no, man, it's Mick Jump. So, so. Explain to me the, the meaning of the game tag, if, if there is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, I'll, I'll take MYK jump over Mike jump. My name isn't actually Mike. Uh, but, yeah, so the gamer tag, I guess you could say it originated uh, from high school, man. Like when, my, when I got my first car, my license plate was MC jump because my first name is Mikhail and my last name is Chambers. Um, so I just went with it. And jump was because I high jumped. Like I was known for that in high school for uh, track and field. Uh, but all my friends thought it was funny. So whenever they saw the license plate, saw me driving, they'd be like, yo, McJump, man, let me get that off the dollar menu. You know, like it was something off of McDonald's or something. <laughs> it annoyed me at first, but it, it kind of stuck. So eventually I ended up just using it as a, a Twitter handle. And then later on, I'm like, huh. I guess I got to come up with a gamer tag when I started getting into this competitive fighting game thing. So, you know, let me just keep going. Let me keep going with uh, Mick Jump. And MYK, because that's just how I spell my name. It's M-Y-K-H-A-I-L. Gotcha. So where, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, it's right up there where the University of Illinois is, where college town. And uh, I moved down here to Georgia uh, for school. And I just never left because the weather is so much better than Ah, so you came down, migrated down here, got stuck down here. They kidnapped you. Okay, I got yep. you. <laughs> I got you. Now, uh, what do you do for uh, occupation or education? Uh, so I graduated with a bachelor's degree from Georgia Tech, and I am a graphic designer for a company called Diablo Tools. I do all their the marketing materials, uh, some of the website banners, the email marketing stuff, uh, all the packages, their store displays. If you ever see any of their stuff in like an Ace Hardware, True Value, or like a Home Depot, chances are I probably touched it. Ah, see, and the, these are the things that we want and we pull together because obviously you've seen that we do pretty much almost all of our own uh, graphic work with yeah. the exception of a few things like panels and stuff like that we've got done by Yoshi um, and some things that we've gotten done by Andy or whatnot. But all this stuff is like freelance. Like I went to school and totally forgot a lot of these things. So I, I was wondering like who in the community uh, can do these things, you know what I'm saying? And, and who could we outsource so we can get uh, their names, their info out there and things of that nature. So this goes right along with that. Dope, dope. Now, you've been here for how long totally? I've been here for like 11 years. Yeah, you're, you're resident there. You, you're like me. Yeah. You, you stuck, yeah. You're resident there. You're resident there. <laughs> I, just, I just never left after school. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. You, you stuck like Chuck. Now, how did you get into to gaming in general? Uh, my very first system, man, it's gonna make me sound old, but yeah, my very first system was the NES, and I got it for like my third birthday, and I've been a gamer ever since. For sure. Now, what is your all-time favorite game? Man, 
that changes almost every year now. They've been putting out so many good games lately. <laughs> if I had to pick, uh, it's between two. One of them makes sense, and one of them you probably never heard of. But uh, near automotive is, is been one of my favorite games ever. Me and Greg talk about that for hours. Uh, the second one is a is a small indie game called Transistor, and I don't really know how to describe it, but it was free on PlayStation Plus one time. But that that game just it gave me everything, man. The visuals, the audio, the music. If, if a game got a good soundtrack, I'm gonna be automatically drawn to it. That that game was just everything for me. It's something you might just check out. Hmm, I've never Transistor. Okay, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna have to look that up. They're definitely gonna have to look that up. So now. What got you involved in the competitive aspect of gaming? Um, I, I always considered myself really good at Tekken. Like I, I played every single Tekken, like since one. I, I've owned every single one of them. Like I just loved it. And I think it's like a pretty common trait for most of us in the FGC. But like most of your casual friends, you know, aren't that good. So you know, you'll play them a couple times and they'll like it. Then after you start you know, beating them too much and it's just too easy. Like they don't want to play with you no more. <laughs> so I started looking uh, elsewhere. And, and ironically, one day uh, after college, so I actually used to do track and field at Georgia Tech. And I love that just that competitiveness, the competitiveness, you know, the environment, the atmosphere. And once I stopped competing, I was like, I need something to fill this void. And I just kind of, I got an ad one day on Facebook just talking about Gwinnett Brawl. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. I've always wanted to do this. So. I went to a Gwinnett Ball, Gwinnett Brawl one year, and uh, I loved it so much that I just kept coming back. So, you're playing Tekken Seven now. How do you feel about Tekken Seven, its installment, and how would you rate all the other installments? Now we do this all the time. What was the best Tekken overall, et cetera, et cetera? So, I, seven installments of Tekken. We're just going to start with Tekken 3. What is your order of, of the best Tekkens in order from, from one on down? You know, I, people are probably going to shoot me for this, but honestly, I, I will give Tekken 7 the best Tekken. You know, I played every single one because they all keep building on each other, man. Like, I, I love it. I, I de there were definitely things I hated about it at first. There's still some things I don't like it. But our, the other problem, part of the, uh, my answer is, this was the first Tekken I really started doing like competitively. Other than that, it was just, you know, online worthy the whole time. You know, I was an internet entertainer, a Wi-Fi warrior, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I'm gonna go with seven first. After that, I'm gonna go with, you know, what, what is it, Dark Resurrection, correct? With Dark Resurrection. Was, oh my God, well, you're gonna get so much flack for Dark having was, DR after <laughs> seven. Oh my God, when they hear this, bro. <laughs> DR, DR and five, that's the same thing, right? That's five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my seven, God. Seven, five, four. Ooh, he said four too, oh my God. I, I, no, honestly, the music was, got me in four, but then yeah. I, I like what they tried to do with the uh, the environmental stages, but some of them were pretty tricky when you got the infinite combos or whatever. But yes. Like, the, the stage when you fought in the uh, in the city with like the phone booth, that, I love that for some reason. I don't know why. Man. I, just, I just love like when you can when you can sidestep and maneuver yourself to where you got the phone booth in between you and your opponent. They couldn't do anything until they broke it. Like I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so yeah. I, 
I think I still got video of a uh, uh, being in like the downstairs, uh, like the parking lot area, or whatnot. Yeah. And it's like it's shaped like a rectangle. And and mm-hmm. when you have great movement, how Mardok can exploit the corners, it's the most ridiculous crap in the world, dude. But yeah, Tekken Four normally gets unmentioned. Like most people treat that like like that uh, third Fast and the Furious movie that doesn't yeah. exist. <laughs> It, it was it was just four. I'm sure it was just it was fun, man. Like I'm sure it was a nightmare for when they actually did that in tournaments, like especially that that beach stage where it was uneven, and like combos would drop if you were on a higher level than someone else. Like that was all. I used to drop you nuts, uh, and I never really started thinking about that until I started competing with seven. But yeah, I'm gonna go seven, five, four, six, three. I'm not including the tags in this. That, okay, that's okay. that's that's a, that's a side thing. I okay. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go seven, five, four, six, three. Gotcha. <laughs> oh man, he put six way down there too. Oh man, I didn't like six at all. <laughs> I, a fair amount of people didn't like. You know, it, we used to call it the Bob Fest for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I get. Yeah, it. Bob was Paul in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. True indeed, true indeed. Now, now, have you been able to make uh, friends along the way while being involved in uh, the competitive scene? Absolutely, man. Uh, just a couple off the top of the top of my head. Um, Macho franchise, Nicky changed his name to Macho X now. Uh, Genghis Don, Kareem, RC Matt Panther. Uh, those, those are like my homeboys. Those are like my FTC crew. I have them over here on Tuesday nights with I'm doing my little Tekken Tuesday streams. I haven't done them in a while because of COVID, you know, so we're socially distancing. But uh, probably it's about time to start that back up again. Have some hand sanitizer or something. But those guys for real. Uh, Greg is definitely a, a friend and a homie. Cornbread Carl, uh, Golden Anchor guys, you know, Cornbread Carl, uh, A Works, and Art Ninja, aka Theo, the tattoo artist. Now tell us about a uh, golden anchor because I, I think I've seen uh, some material you've done uh, flyers or whatnot for for them. Yeah, so when I was just getting introduced into this ATL fighting game scene, uh, after I saw the ad for the Gwinnett Brawl on Facebook, and I was like, huh, that was a lot of fun. You know what? I want to find other tournaments I can go to. So I I kept looking on Facebook. You know, this before this is before Smash CG. I I knew that was a thing, and all the other side I didn't know challenge was a thing. And all these other sites, but I kept seeing ads on Facebook after I clicked on that one because you know Facebook tries to keep sending you stuff that you click on. Yeah. So I saw an ad for a tournament that Golden Anchor was hosting, uh, and this was like maybe a month after Dragon Ball Fighters came out. And I was playing that game. That was one of my first kind of games like that. And I never really played any of the Ultimate Marvel or any of those. I, I watched them, but I never played them. But that was my first kind of like tag game like that. I was like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. Let me go ahead and enter it. And first tournament I went in, I got second. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm going to keep going because, uh, you know, I'm actually winning some money in this. <laughs> um, but they reached out to me and Cornbread Carl, I think, after a couple of months of their events and asked us if we wanted to, you know, fight under their banner and you know, represent them with the GAG tag. And we were like, absolutely. Um, so we've been friends ever since. And they've been a really cool group to get to know. Um, so I've been helping them promote events, helping them rock in there their jersey, spreading info, and then it finally got to the point where I've been somewhat of an event organizer from time to time. I've helped organize their last couple of events. The biggest one being uh, in December, I ran Holiday Bash for them. We had 
he had a pretty good turnout. I think it was like 32 competitors. And first place was uh, first place prize was uh, uh, in, entry into KIT that, that following January. And I was pretty happy about that because that was like the last actual event people got to go to before Corona shut it down. So that's dope. Now building those relationships, you are in a companionship at this time. From what we see, you were engaged prior to COVID. Uh, we had a couple of engagements in in the community. It's it's hard to even do 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 a, a fanfare in a festival nowadays because it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's freaking hard to celebrate anything because we can't group together and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, congratulations on that. Now, 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 did you meet your partner? You know what I'm saying through the gaming aspect or outside? Oh. <laughs> You're talking about my fiance. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. So we both actually went to Georgia Tech together. Uh, I was on the track team and she was on the volleyball team. And we started dating our junior year. And we've been together ever since. But it just turns out that she also happens to be an avid gamer, not a competitive one like myself, but. I love the fact that she also loves the game. I got her a Switch, and she plays it more than I do. And she's actually really good. And I can't beat her in Smash, but I'm sure she'll never see this podcast. So uh, I'm, no. I'm, good. I'm good with admitting, admitting that. She, I, that's like the one game I cannot beat her in. <laughs> oh, man. So now you, you spoke about your friends. Now now all now guys like Genghis Don and stuff like that, are they also like uh, your training partners? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All those guys, yeah, Genghis Don, Panther, uh, Macho Franchise, Korean. I had those guys over every uh, Tuesday night, and we were just stream teching, and we were just practicing, going at it, dropping tech, having fun, trash talking, uh, anyone that's in the stream. <laughs> um, yeah, those guys are definitely my training partners for sure. Uh, they come over. I mean, and honestly, anyone is invited. Like, sometimes like, uh, we've had uh, Marcus came up. A couple times that was cool and then we had you know rio from the combo breakers come over a couple times anybody that's interested like they can just hit me up like anywhere facebook email text message like hey can i come through absolutely like, uh, the more the merrier you know when we get a bunch of people going we order pizza we order wings you know just make it a good fun practice session yeah we need we need more of that i mean that's pretty much like the foundation of our community to a fault um and uh, I've, I've spoken to, to guys like Macho Franchise in person <clears throat> at 404, but, you know, he's been disheartened at times in regards to, like, placement and tournaments and things of that nature. And I, I've, always, uh, I've always told him, like, hey, you know, you really need uh, just a, a better understanding of the game, you know what I'm saying, so you'll know uh, when and where to apply the things that you have in regards to your character and stuff like that. Uh, in your matches. So don't necessarily give up. It's just your approach in regards to how you train and stuff like that uh, uh, has to be slightly different. And that's one of the reasons why uh, uh, TK in-house is setting up uh, Tech and Tech University um, because we feel like uh, in regards to training methods, in regards to knowledge, um, people, some people have grown kind of stale and some people don't know how to break through uh, certain yummy walls so they can so they can improve um but community is is one of the things that we're definitely high on and being able to have a strong unit to uh train with 
<clears throat> especially on a consistent basis, is is one of the catalysts to to having a, a strong success. Now, what have you learned about yourself uh, since being a part of uh, a competitive gaming scene and competing in general? Um, one of the biggest things I think I've learned is that no matter what aspect of life it is, you know, if it's something that you want to be good at, it takes the same amount of discipline to grow. You know, whether that be sports, whether that be art, whether that be gaming, like you need that same amount of discipline. Like if you are really determined in one area of your life and you put in a lot of work to get better and you see those results, like don't think it's not going to take that same amount of effort in other areas. So like, you know, I consider myself pretty successful as far as what I've been doing career-wise. And, you know, I, I had to work at that. I had to learn, I had to practice, I had to watch YouTube tutorials. I had to, you know, go through all of those different steps just to kind of continue to get to where I am now. And, you know, I can say the same applies to the gaming. Like if I'm not doing, putting in that same amount of effort to try to improve myself, then I'm just going to be stagnant. Now, what have you learned about other people? <laughs> um, I, I guess without going into too much detail, I'll just say that everyone's human, man. Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, everyone, uh, and everyone is not what they seem. You know, some people are chill. I say most people are chill. Uh, but some people are fake and you just got to be you in all situations regardless. Now, do you have a, a current rival uh, uh, on the scene in regards to Tekken? I say many, man. Anyone that beats me becomes a rival for the day. <laughs> 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 like, you better let, you bet, don't you lose so I can beat you again in practice. <laughs> Okay, see that that goes into another question now this goes into another question and and some people kind of shy away from this question so i would say uh how can i word this who will be your most hated opponent all right before i answer that though I'll go back to the rival one real fast i guess anyone that beats me i'm gonna consider a rival at least temporarily but if i had to pick one right now i'm gonna say toasty because me and him just go back at it. Every tournament he wins or I win, we literally alternate almost every turn. I think one day we were like, yo, why do we keep getting matched up? And we're like, we both got to start winning more so we don't, we don't see each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna pick Toasty. He's, he's a fun rival because he's leveled up quite a bit. Yes. He's, a, he's a really good player. Um, who is my most hated person yes. in the <laughs> Yeah. To, right. to play, to play, yeah, to, yeah. to play again. <laughs> okay. So, so hate is a strong word, but because <laughs> I don't hate this person in real life. But when it comes to tournament, we gonna we gonna go ahead and just say it. I'm gonna have to go at Rashid, man. <laughs> oh shit, cool R. <laughs> shit, yeah. Every time I play him and he beats me, he taunts me. He's doing like the the, the Julia taunts, the wave, and all this stuff. He's key charged. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it no. just it just drives me nuts, man. And then what makes it. I, I, I guess this is just an audio podcast, so they're not going to see me. But right after he wins, he immediately gets up and just sticks his hand out like, like a robot <laughs> with a handshake. And I'm the like, stiff handshake. <laughs> I'm like, you're, like, you're not going to key charge me. Send me this robotic stiff handshake and stare me down at the same time. Oh, <laughs> my God. It drives me nuts. <laughs> now, 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 off the top of your head, can you think of uh, your win-loss record versus Rashid? Definitely, zero and like seven, zero and eight. Something. Like that. I think I've gotten rounds up this man, but I've never beat. Him. Oh no! 
that's rugged. See, see, now we gotta we gotta help you improve, man. We gotta we gotta get you over that hump. Because yeah. that means when you see him in the bracket, you sigh. You don't want to see somebody in the bracket <laughs> and be like, that guy. Oh, no. All right. So let's see. Um, what do you what do you love the most about being a part of the fighting game scene? I just like the atmosphere, man. Like, I, I know I keep making these comparisons to track, but, like, I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest reasons why I'm in this is because I'm not doing track anymore. But there's actually a lot of similarities to it. You know, like when you go to a track meet, uh, maybe not so much like the college team, but if you go to like an open meet, you know, you got your club teams, you got your uh, unattached athletes that have no clubs, that have no sponsors. You got your sponsored athletes that maybe aren't with the club, but they're there repping, repping Nike, repping Adidas. Same thing with, uh, with, with the FGC, man. You got your sponsored players, you got your, your Equinox Gamings, you got your Disrupts, you got the teams. You got the, uh, you know, you run into the same people that you see online, the same people that you see at small events, at your locals, at your regionals. Uh, you see the same people. It's got the same environment. Like, you know, seeing people that you see at all these other events, just trying to do the same thing, level up, have some fun, make some memories, get some medals. Um, it's just fun, man. It's just a, it's a real chill community. Like, the big difference is it's not like I hang out with people that I competed with the track very often unless we all go to a party or something together. But like FGC, you guys are hanging out after you're done. You're still getting the games. It's just, it's, it's just a fun aspect. And you got people from all walks of life that are all bonding over, you know, the same thing, the love of gaming. Now, um, how did you hear about second out? I always kind of knew about it. Like even before, even before like competing and moving down here, you know, like I, I, I knew of Poke Chop and I knew of Anakin and I would see them and I'd hear them talk about it, but I didn't really understand it until moving down here and competing. And like, yeah, you know, I had no idea that it was like this community aspect, this grassroots, you know, organization to help level up people in the community and out of the community. Anyone that's just here that wants to get better if they're able to stop by, and get some games in, get some practice in. You know, I, I didn't know anything like that. I kind of, in my mind, I thought it was like this, shadowy organization of Tekken elites that just dominate the scene. And then I come down here and I'm like, oh, it's actually much more, much more chill than that, but definitely serious at the same time because they're you guys are serious in trying to grow the community. But I'd say Panther's probably giving me the most, most information about it. You know, he is literally like a walking newsreel. He, he gives everybody the info uh, on all social media uh, about anything. <laughs> Panther really sticks to to his degree in journalism. I I wish he would further it more. Uh, we've been trying to get him to do more things. You know what I'm saying in in regards to using that. Yeah, but we are much appreciative of, of Panther in the community because he keeps us apprised to everything that's going on. Uh, 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 even if we already know it, you know what I'm saying? That's with everybody from, from doing the commentary and the social media and stuff like that. Like mm. he doesn't play any favorites. He, he's all about everything that's going on from 404 to data FGC, et cetera. He withholds no information. Uh, he's all in in regards to trying to make sure everybody gets, you know, all the content that they can and things of that nature. It, it's, it's a joy to have someone like that, uh, passionate like that in the community as well. Um, Story time, what would be uh, your top three favorite moments so far uh, being in the fighting game scene? Uh, okay. I, I was prepared for this one because if you'd asked me this on the spot, I would have been thinking for a minute. 
Uh, all right, number one would have to be the first time that I won a game against Pope Chop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was so hyped in that moment. I didn't really like show it visually because we were on stream. You know, I was trying to keep my cool, but in my mind, like you know, that my conscience was on my shoulder. He was just like, "Yeah, you go, McJump." <laughs> like, uh, uh, and I, I guess because that, that kind of like helped validate myself as a competitive <laughs> player. Like, I, you know, I never was like down on myself, and like I was doing okay. But like, like that moment, like it let me know, like, hey, you are improving. You're getting better. You know, you can do this, you know, like you can hang with uh, with anyone. You can hang with the big dogs. You got to just keep focused and keep doing what you're supposed to do one step at a time. Now, he still ended up beating me 2-1, but I was still hyped about that one. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. All right, so give me two more. Give me two more. All right, two uh, would definitely be, um, I guess, getting that sponsorship from Gold Nicker Gaming last year. Mm-hmm. Them flying me out to Evo. It was my first Evo 2019. That was the experience of a lifetime. I enjoyed it so much. Like it's one thing to see it on Twitch and see it on stream and TV, but to actually go there and experience it, it was amazing. And like I know people say there are better majors out there than Evo, but and I'm sure there are, and I hope to go to the, every one of them at some point. But that was that was like my first like major major. I had so much fun out there. Uh, it was truly an experience seeing all these pros in person. You know, going out to dinner with these people that you watched and studied for years. It was, it was, it was amazing. And I hope to go to many more. You know, once Corona shuts down, I can't wait to, to go back to another. For sure. And last one, I'm gonna say just the whole AVL DreamHack weekend from last year. That was, that was just a lot of fun, a lot of memories. You know, from the AVL pre-event uh, at 404. You know, watching Chop run through all the the, uh, the Korean competitors and Japanese competitors, and Casey Steve crashing the party unannounced. That, yeah. was, that was cool. Uh, just ABO itself run really well over there at the Red Bull headquarters. That was a lot of fun seeing everybody. Honestly, that that was, if not, it, that was definitely better than DreamHack. Honestly, because you know DreamHack is like a lot of other things. You know, there's, there's Counter Strike going on, and there's Overwatch going on, and you know Brawlhalla and, and Smash and a bunch of other things. But FTC is kind of a side note. You know, like they, they definitely do what they need to do to make it an event, but it's not what they advertise. But ABO, like it was all about Tekken and everybody was there. And it, was, it was a closer knit environment. It was a lot of fun and just a lot of good memories from that. You know, without without naming any names, there were a couple of people that might not have, they, they might have had a little bit too much to, uh, to consume, you know, <laughs> the aftermath was just amazing. Nope. <laughs> Now, what's the worst loss you feel you've ever ever suffered in a tournament? Worst loss in a tournament. The first time I played Clint the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah, you got it. You got to elaborate on. <laughs> you got to elaborate on this one. Oh, oh no. You know, I, I would. Okay. <laughs> this was. Uh, not DreamHack last year, I think this was DreamHack 2018. So this would have been mm-hmm. my first DreamHack. Um, I think I won like two games and then I was up against Quint. And if I had won that, I would have gone to like the winner's, the winner's finals of the bracket to move on to like the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, now I had heard of Clint before, but I never knew who he was. And I didn't know anything about him other than the name. Like I hear people mention his name all the time. Like he's one of the ATL greats. He's one of like the founding ATL players. 
but like I didn't I didn't know anything else. So this man picks a bear. That was that was red flag number one because no one played bears. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm about to body this bear. No. <laughs> oh my god! In the middle of the game, he had his crew, who I you know I didn't I didn't I, I was still new because this was I think my first I my first. 2018 was my first year in the FGC. Mm-hmm. 2017, I think I did like one tournament, but it was like a second online thing, so that doesn't count. But 2018 was when I officially first started doing stuff. But so I didn't know anybody in the crew, but I know them now. So he had he had Big Boy behind him. He had he had Turk behind him and Big Man behind him. And one other person, I can't remember who the last person was. Uh, he saw I picked Eliza. He was like, all right, all right. And we playing. I think I won the first round. And he, he kind of like, he kind of looked at me and just kind of gave me a nod. Like, I thought it was like a nod of like, you know your stuff. It was like, no, it, it was a nod of, no, I'm about to show you how we do it here in Atlanta. <laughs> and then he proceeded to win the next seven rounds after, <laughs> after that. But what made it the worst was that he kept looking back at his crew and having like a full conversation with him while he proceeded to just, to just bot me, to just molly me. And I, I was just, I was so disheartened because it was like the level of disrespect this man has to me right now. He, he is looking away from the screen, talking to his homies like, yo, can you believe this man? Yo, can you believe I pulled this off on this man? Like, yo, watch what I'm about to do next. Like, just, and, and they all just, they, like, he, he took his hand off the controller and dapped somebody up mid-combo one time. And I'm just like, oh my God. That was the worst loss I have ever experienced. I, I couldn't even like, I couldn't fist bump him. I couldn't shake his hand. I just said, "Gigi, you can walk away." <laughs> but later That's on, Clint. That's cool. Yeah, later on, I leveled up and we got some games in, and I, I, I was able to beat Clint. And now we had to go back and forth. It depends on who was picking. But man, that that was uh, that was definitely one that humbled me. And Clint still just loves to have fun. Like like he. <laughs> It, this this installment for for me for him for Mike is kind of blah. You know what I'm saying? We're not really that high on it, so that's why you don't see us really heavy on it playing like that. But 2018 Dream Hat was so so fun in general, man. Um, and and I mean, you know, he he got top eight and stuff like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, and if like uh, TK Breezy's doing the uh, commentary, you know, and it, people are like, "Man, you smile! You you in top eight? You smile!" Is that? <laughs> <laughs> and not realizing that, like, you know, Clint Clinton is he he in his world, you know what I'm saying? He he kind of gets the vibe off of people and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? That's why when he gets the the seven deaths in a row on chop, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> then you see him kind of warm up to it and everything like that, but. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, that's 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 kind of this ATL, man. Like, you, you got some people in in the crew like Sim, who won't give you none of that real real ish talk unless you give it to him first. Mm-hmm. And then you got cats like Big Boy, yeah, <laughs> who, who will give you the business. Like, like will tell you right off the bat. Big Boy will tell you right off the bat. He blocks a certain sequence of moves, or, or he sees you go for mm-hmm. a certain string, and he'll be like, "Oh, I see what you're doing," <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and tell you what what you're what you're doing, what you're about to do wrong, and how he's about to thrash you. And I love him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some people they just wilt after that. They just they just 
you see the 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 leaf crumble from the tree and and that's just one of those things in regards to to the community I love you know what I'm saying that it got me hardened uh that outside of here nobody can penetrate that man if you if you lose it was just the fact that you were just a better person at that time um so what do you do in your spare time outside of gaming do you have any hobbies or or any other interests oh uh, you know right now there's not a whole lot i can do <laughs> but um and watching movies watching anime um uh, my dog um uh, I guess you could say music production. That's kind of been a hobby. I'm still kind of like relatively new to it, but like it's just something I find that's fun to do. And I kind of slacked on a little bit, but like last year I had like a challenge for myself, like make a new beat, at least at least make one new beat every month. So like the goal was 12 and I put out, I think like 15. It was, it's just fun, something fun to do. Uh, other than that, it's probably just gaming. You know, if I'm not practicing Tekken, then I'm not sure. That. It's like, it's like Tekken is like, it's almost like Tekken is a job because I'm training in that, but then I'm like having fun with other games, you know? Got you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Now, do you have any words of advice for someone coming into Tekken and the fighting game scene now? From your perspective, anything that you can give to them, you know what I'm saying? It's hindsight being 2020, of course, but any advice that you think you can give to a newcomer that's coming into the scene, coming into the game right now? Oh. Um. I'd say, man, just don't be afraid to talk to people because I think, I think anyone that like is new to the FGC when they come in, you know, you have like a certain, you have an expectation of how you're supposed to perform just based off of like what you've been doing online because it's your first time entering the FGC, and then you know you, you're met with reality because you're playing people that have been playing for years and playing competitively for years, so you're probably not going to do that well the first coming. But, you know, just just keep at it and talk to people. A lot of people also tend to be, you know, shy, especially when you enter like your first tournament, because you don't know anyone, and you know, you might just think these people are all better than me. You know, I need to get better before I can talk to somebody. But no, like that's not really how it is. Reality, like talk to anyone, and they'll be willing to help you. They'll, they'll give you resources. They'll give you discords. They'll give you YouTube videos to watch. Uh, they'll tell you about people doing practice sessions. They'll give you their gamer tag and they'll actually practice with you. Like everyone is just trying to get better and level up. Uh, especially if it's someone, like, even if it's like someone you haven't played, but it's someone you've noticed played the same character as you and you want to, you know, get to them, you aspire to be, you know, that competent of a player with that character, talk to them and say like, hey, can you give me tips on how you do this? You know, some setups, like what's a good thing to do after I do this? What's a good follow up? You know, talk, talk to people that play your character and get advice, just get different perspectives of how you can play your character and incorporate that into your own game. But like, you're never going to get better by yourself. You know, you have to, you have to have someone to either push you, to train with you, or to teach you. <laughs> Appreciate the sound advice. Now I'm going I'm to I'm give a, uh, this is going to be an ish talk question. Okay. <laughs> give me three people in this scene that you would like to have an exhibition match with, money match, whatever, first to seven, first to ten. And this doesn't have to be in our in our community. I mean, in the Tekken scene in general. Oh, okay. So, like, anybody. Okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, that, that, that changed everything. <laughs> hmm. 
I think I would love to do a money match. Well, one, I'm just going to go with my boy Toasty just because we go back and forth all the time. <laughs> so I got to have Toasty on that list. You know, I got to have got to have someone that like we're kind of evenly matched. That's just a fun fight in general. Um, someone I've always wanted to fight. I've always, I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Chanel just because mm-hmm. he's the Eliza guy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eliza's my main. Uh, I don't see that ending well for me, <laughs> but, but I still want to do it. Just, just to learn, like, how do I stack up? And I'm gonna go with Mike ATL. Oh, because no. I, I, I love fighting Mike, man. And, uh, he used to also be like the one that would just hand me like crazy losses and just start messing around and like, you know, doing his little cart, king cartwheels and flips, trying to just set up unblockables because he knew he wasn't gonna lose and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I've definitely leveled up since then. We actually played recently, and I got a couple of games, and I was happy about it. But I know back back when I first entered the scene, there was, I didn't stand a chance. But he's, he's just fun to play. I, I don't like the matchup of Liza versus King, so whenever I get the chance to play it, see how I can like approach it better, I, I enjoy it, and I, I jump at the opportunity. So, Mike, and he, he's also just fun because of the trash. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> On that note, we want to thank you for, for sitting down for, for the interview. This is pretty much part one. I've been saying this on all interviews, pretty much part one, because we plan on doing these interviews again um, and, and in a better setting also, because uh, a lot of times we want to actually get you all on the fly at events and things of that nature or during mm-hmm. uh, uh, TKN house events. But obviously due to the pandemic, you know what I'm saying, we've been unable to do that. <clears throat> in the meantime, before we close, you have any shout outs and also let the people know where they can find you. Um, man, I just want to shout out Tekken House for the opportunity, man. This is fun. I really appreciate everything you guys are doing in the community from the podcast to the, the tournaments to the teaching series. Man. It's, it's, a, it's a great thing. And not everybody has a scene that's so, uh, it's just so on the ground trying to better people, you know, or a scene in general. So it's, you know, it's blessed to be in Atlanta where you can do things like this. So shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to 404 Esports and Greg. Shout out to the Golden Acre Crew, Cornbread Carl, uh, A Works, Art Ninja Theo. Uh, shout out to my Tekken Tuesday squad, Yankees Don, RC Mac Panther 3, Macho X. Uh, shout out to Combo Breakers, just for the wonderful, funny content. And uh, I mean, I can be followed pretty much anywhere. Well, I can't just say anywhere because I'm actually not, I'm not on Instagram. I don't feel like dealing with that. But on Twitter at myk underscore jump, it's McJump. Um, Facebook, Mikhail Chambers. Uh, I think I should pop up with Mick Jump as well. Uh, that's that's pretty much it, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me on this episode. Hey, no problem, no problem, man. 